little microphone I use. It's really cool. So right now it's recording. Look at that. So this, and then once I'm done with this, and you can make segments. So you can make a, a whole bunch of little segments into like, let's say an hour show, which is what I like to do. So it's kind of like a variety show. And then, and then I just upload it and then, you know, I title it. I give it a, 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 a description and then, and then Anchor shoots it out to 13 different 13 different uh, podcast apps and 13 different, uh, you know, like directories and stuff. So people can come across that stuff. They can come across it uh, in their uh, Google Play, um, uh, even in their own cars. You know, some of these cars, are, they call them smart cars, where you just you talk out loud to it and it hears you. So it's so awesome because I'm thinking, you know, if, if you're one of those people who has a lot of ideas and you go, oh, I just don't have time to write it down, well, heck, with a press of a button, you could just immediately start talking talking out your ideas, you know, and then on top of that, let's say, uh, let's say if you got kids or the day arrives where you got kids and, you know, you end up becoming a grandpa, well, now all of your family in the future can now listen back to what grandpa's life was like when he was young, you know, the life that he lived, all the interesting people that he came across, all the, um, I mean, heck, you could even do your own Uber podcast just while you're driving with each new person that comes in the car, you're like, hey, by the way, welcome. I just hit record on my podcast. You're more than welcome to, you know, I'd love for you to tell me about yourself, you know? And then, you know, do you have something you want to promote? Do you have something you want to talk about? And it's just so cool because every single person has a story. And I've gotten so, like, I mean, I'll be on the subway, I'll be on the bus, I'll just start recording people. And it's so exciting because I learn their stories and and then plus they're able to uh, promote themselves and get themselves out, get themselves out there. Man, it's so cool. It's so fun. Like, I I remember when I first looked out online for trying to start a podcast, and you'd see all these different ads for microphones, all these different, you know, oh, you need this special microphone, or you need to uh, pay the X amount of dollars to rent a studio and pay the engineer this amount of money. And you look at that, and you go, oh, well, that's kind of intimidating. You know, I don't, I don't know if I want to buy all that, you know stuff to, to you know oh geez what's the episode going to be about but what I got to tell you as soon as you got, got such quick access to just recording it and knowing that it can go up into a podcast now all of your ideas are are the entertainment are the content for what's going in your podcast you know and plus it's copyrighted you you have the uh, you know you have the rights you you, you know you own the the uh uh, the trademarks, you know, on everything that's in that podcast, and it's well documented. It's on iTunes. It's on, you know, all these different areas, and it just, uh, oh man, it's so. Oh yeah, and I love being able to promote other people. I mean, whenever I go to an event or something, I'll I'll record from there because um, I want to be able to promote that place and uh, and what's going on there. And uh, oh man, it's just so much fun. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so cool. And then everybody gets a chance to, you know, who I ask, they get a chance to tell their story. They get a chance to talk about what they're passionate about, what they're excited about. Plus, and then when I tell them about the podcast, they get to go back and then listen to it later on. I go, oh, wow, cool, you know, and then pass around the episode to their friends and family. Oh, it's so much fun. It's so great. I've interviewed, I, I mean, gosh, lots and lots of people. And it's cool because it makes every person a celebrity, so to speak. It, it gives them that opportunity to open up and 
tell you know a unique story or you, for instance have you ever had a UFO encounter uh, no not myself do you know people who have exactly like really they, um, I've, I've known people that um, some some do want to talk about it some don't for them, I guess, but um, yeah, it's 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 a good. Um, I do believe that there has to be something out there with everything that everyone has seen and documented. What kind of interesting things have you? Like, do you have you you know personal people who who have uh, actually come across? Actually, um, I had about two or three months ago, I picked up some people off of. Um, I can't remember right now where it was. I want to say it wasn't too far from where I picked you up from. But, um, it wasn't too they, far from where? From where I picked you up from. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. It was gotcha. like a whole food somewhere around your area somewhere. But um, they um, they had the video and everything of this crazy looking thing in the sky just all big. Kind of looked like a, it was making bubbles in the sky. <laughs> like, wow. It, it's weird to describe, but the best way to describe it would be like that. That, that thing that makes bubbles that you don't get right, into. Right, right. Well, it it kind of looked like that. Like it, was it looked like that and it was like flowing through the sky? The yeah, it was the, that was the crazy. Whoa. I, I've seen those in, um, in YouTube videos and all that. But, right. But the guy was like right there. Whoa, really? The so he actually had video evidence exactly. of... What was that like for you to view that? I mean, what was, was that like? Because, cool, I mean, the whole time I've, 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 I've believed that there has to be something out there everybody seeing nothing well not everybody but enough people have seen um all this all this happening and um it's been documented not just then with um not just um common people like you and me um, but it's really it's something it's really something so was it in the daytime or nighttime um, say it wasn't late at all because I don't drive too late into the night but um, it wasn't yeah it was already dark so I want to say like around five at least um, and that's when you PM. that's when the people played a the... little dark and um, yep yeah, um, I picked them up like around 6 p.m. I think it was and did he and see it, it was that day was it yeah, that it was that I'm, same day that, that's why they were asking me like oh, whoa you didn't see it that in the sky and I was whoa. like what <laughs> and I was just picking you all up and um, they showed me the video. Whoa! All right there in the, in the sky. So, um, wow. No, yeah, it, it happens from time to time. Just, That's incredible. I just recently saw a documentary about a guy. It's called uh, The Curse of the Man Who Sees UFOs. Oh, really? And this guy, he lives out in Monterey, California. He sees a UFO, I would say, at least three times a week. At least three times a week. He's got all this video evidence. And then, in fact, the guy who went out to do a documentary about him, that guy took the documentary guy along with him. And while they were out, they saw UFOs. <laughs> and th so then the documentary guy's like, well, uh, yeah, I see what you're talking about. I see those dots because you could see these dots. They're just floating and moving. And you're like, wait, that isn't how a helicopter would move. That isn't how uh, 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 an airplane would move. And uh, it was so interesting. He's like, I don't know what to tell you what I'm looking at right now. And then at the end of the movie, uh, the guy that he's following around goes, "Hey, I think I see something up in the sky." And and uh, so I, I mean, just right there in in daylight. And the guy has these special telescopes where he can see infrared, so he can actually see the orbs up in the sky during the daytime. 
man, it's so intriguing. I, I, you know, and I, it's so amazing to me how many people I come across actually who who have stories of these kinds of nature. Either they have their own stories or they know someone who had a story, and that is so intriguing to me. There's a woman named Dolores Cannon, and she, when she was alive, she would hypnotize people and take them back through their past lives. And a lot of these folks would go to not only past lives, but also future lives, and they would learn so much. They would tell her so much about the universe and how it was created and all these different aliens and all these different breeds. And all. what's so interesting is that through the, you know, decades of her doing this, she would come across so many people who never even knew one another. Like, so none of these people knew one another, and they would all have these stories that matched up with similar names of uh, alien species, similar names of planets, and, and, and uh, types of alien species that, uh, they were, that they were on these other planets, and certain missions that they came down here to do, and wow, I mean, it's just, it's mind-opening. And the whole, there's a whole series of these called The Convoluted Universe. And boy, oh boy, they are the most exciting book to read, even if they're just science fiction. Even if I were to just read them as science fiction and go, you know what, none of this is, you know, actually real. And I just look at it like science fiction. They're phenomenal science fiction novels, that's for sure. Um, and to know that this lady, you know, she didn't channel this information. She didn't... Uh, she wasn't the one saying the information. She was the one who was actually bringing it about out of these people while they're in these hypnotic states. She would just ask them these questions, and these people would come about all this information, and she would find out about Atlantis. She would find out about Bigfoot, about Loch Ness Monster, about all of these things that we ever talked about or heard about. Dragons, fairies, uh, freaking trolls, elves, all of these things, they are all rooted in fact. They're all rooted in, in, the, in the truth of... You know, Davy and Goliath, uh, all these different kinds of stories where there are giants who roam the earth, uh, um, uh, all these mythical creatures, and they actually did. And these are just stories that were handed down through time and handed down and handed down. And uh, it's just so, so intriguing when you hear about this information and um, to know that all of those worlds are happening currently and right now parallel to the world that we're living in right now. And when you hear about these stories of what happens when we go off into uh, our dream states and we come across our past lives, future lives, um, um, alien lives, uh, you know, life as a rock, you know, life as a cat, life as an eagle. Um, there are all these people who go through these various uh, lives and you realize, whoa, everything is operating with a consciousness. Every single thing has its own consciousness. It's all waves and vibrations. It's all frequency. And what makes one frequency better or worse than another frequency? It's its own frequency. And just because this frequency cannot get into the mind or or, or language of the other frequency doesn't mean that, you know, it's it's just a thing that's just happening. It's just a... You know, that's just going on. Consciously aware of that, man. Just... 
like the air molecules, they got a consciousness. The, the music vibrations right now, they are their own living entity. They're their own living entity, which is just, I mean, that blows my mind. Uh, there's a life going on with uh, uh, the, the, uh, the mold that grows on uh, the cheese in the fridge. There's, there's, a, there's a life that's going on with uh, the, um, you know, the, the, the worms that are in the, in the dirt and the communication they have with each other exactly. and the communication they have with the dirt and the air between the air molecules in between that dirt. I mean, my God, it's just, it blows my mind when I think about this stuff. And, um, and you hear about, you know, all these great philosophers and shaman and uh, spiritual teachers and all these, all these things where they just match up Mayans. I had the opportunity of, of uh, interviewing these Mayans who, you know, knew each other, would, 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 would travel with each other to the future and the past and um, using ayahuasca, simply drink, uh, drinking chocolate, uh, you know, just, I, I mean, crazy, crazy, all kinds of different things. Um, we're going, wow, wow. Anything that my mind could comprehend, there's, there are entire galaxies and worlds that are happening that say, that both say yes to that and grow completely even further in that same direction and grow even greater and whew. so much so much to be aware of and that we're not aware of it's yeah it's impossible then there to learn the rest of the people you know they a lot of times they joke about that the the movie the matrix is a documentary Right? I'm sure you've heard about that before. The Matrix is a documentary. And then you go, hmm, maybe let's look at this a lot closer. Or the movie They Live. They Live is another one. It's showing you exactly what's going on in those billboards. They Live. Oh, my gosh. It's, uh, it's you know, um, uh, uh, Shepard Fairey with the whole Obey. You know how you see Obey, Obey clothing and billboards? All that came from that movie They Live. It all came from that movie because in that movie he puts on the glasses and, you know, he'll see the billboard and says, obey or he'll see a, a billboard and he'll say consume or he'll look up at a billboard with the glasses and it says sex he looks up at the billboard and says buy now you know so it's like the glasses show him what exactly is going on in the billboards what exactly the faces actually look like you know who are presenting the news for instance um the pilot the real faces behind the politicians all this stuff and you're like wow that is spot on it's just brilliant and when you see movies like that you see the movies like the matrix and you and you talk to mayans uh who <laughs> do ceremonies and you know uh, and then you hear about people like dolores cannon or you read you know philosophers like alan watts and all these things are matching up you're going wowzers this is something pay, to pay attention to you know this is the education we ought to be dipping into here In your travels from from doing Uber st stuff, I'm sure you come across a lot of very interesting people in your in your uh, on your rides, huh? Yeah, that's that's one of the main things I keep doing it too. Okay. To have You'll arrive. substantial conversations, I guess. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, you're getting the actual, real-life, raw version of humanity right there, finger on the pulse, you know, right, the actual humanity rather than whatever is, you know, on the internet or, or the news or what have you. Well, yeah, we're going to be over there on the left side by the Viper.
Um, You've arrived at your destination. Do you think it's better if I turn right here or just wait for the traffic to oh, clear Oh, I see what you mean. Uh, maybe. I guess. Turn yeah, maybe turn. Yeah, yeah, maybe turn. This is good. I, I still have to wait. Oh yeah, that's right. This is the left, the only left turn lane. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god, that's crazy. It knows my name. That's crazy. <laughs> Look at that. So yeah, Yachtly Crew, we're playing up there up on the big Viper Room billboard that's up there. And, uh, oh man, so much fun. So the first Friday of every month, we'll be here rocking the yacht, yacht rocking the socks off, uh, and uh, just, having a, just having a grand old time. So many good vibes come to our shows, too. So many good people. We just had a New Year's Eve show in the town of, uh, what do they call it? Simi Valley. Simi Valley. Here, here's a bigger postcard. This one is more accurately uh, shows us. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's so much fun. People show up wearing captain's hats and, uh, you know, like they just stepped off a boat. Exactly. Some people are wearing their Hawaiian shirts. Some of them look like they're from the old Miami Vice TV show. It's It's so cool. We also have a lot of uh, YouTube videos out there too. Oh, yeah, there's a bunch of a lot of uh, a lot of fun YouTube videos, Instagram videos. What's the uh, what are your thoughts about synchronicities? About those things like you know deja vu, uh, uh, coincidences. Good question. They they gotta happen for a reason because I don't. I'm, it's hard to explain, but when you feel that deja vu sensation, it's like nothing, nothing really. Oh yeah, you can turn any, anywhere on the right side over in this corner. It's, I don't know why it's telling you the left. Yeah, when you experience it, it's a really good vibe, right? Exactly. It's like you can't really nothing. You can't really have another experience like that. Right. It's it's so weird but in the good way like yeah happens it's, it's something you feel like i need to pay attention to this exactly. right exactly it's oh man. thank you Kurt. well thanks for the talk <laughs> and no, uh keep you, keep your uh keep your cosmic Definitely. eyes open all right you take okay, care have a great night we are currently doing some sound check things here at the viper room from what i heard uh a little bit down the street there is UFO thing set up near where the Tower Records building used to be. So, I plan on, once we're done with this, I plan on going out there and talking to those folks for a little bit before we gotta be on stage. We're gonna be on stage at 10. So, between now and then, we have time to eat and uh, get ready and go on stage. So, more later. I guess Nick's still trying to book New York, but I don't know. Time is now 9.33. We're going to be going on stage, I think, at 10.30 now. Uh, going to give us a little time to eat something here. And then play Viper Room. Already the crowd is, is uh, winding its way around the building out there. And... Uh, Paulie's friends are here for the very first time. Robin and Nayoko. Hey, happy anniversary, Robin and Nayoko. And how did they find out about it? I went to college with them at Cal State, California State University, Northridge. Oh. 
Go Matadors! Oh! Oh my goodness. Is this you? Is this you? Yes, nachos! Oh, we got food over here. Here we go. Ready to rock. We built, built that city. On rock and some roll. Some buttermilk rolls. Look at the lime mess. If this was 1980s, what what would happen? If this was 1984 in the Sunset Strip, you fucking packed. Oh. It's Friday night, people. I know. Well, if you look at that line, everybody's at the Viper room, really. Mm -hmm. They are. True that. They are. Do we have to go in and visit what's her name to get our wristband? I think we do. On our way over to the Viper Room. We had a hearty, hearty meal. And uh, there's no telling what's going to happen. Another fun show. Another fun show. So, turns out, uh, while we were in there, during a sound check, I told the guys how I had a conversation with the uh, Uber driver about how he came across some folks who had video footage that they had just taken of an unidentified flying object they saw in the sky before they got into his Uber car. So I was talking during sound check to some of the guys about that, and they said, "Hey, have you? Did you see over there in the parking lot of the old?" Tower Records, there's a there's a spaceship over there. And I said, is this close enough to just, you know, walk to? So before we went up to eat, we, uh, I went up to that, to the, uh, to the parking lot and I was going to podcast from it. However, I didn't have enough room in my phone. So I had to delete some, some old videos and stuff. In, in the parking lot, and, and right near it was a billboard. So in the parking lot, there was a UFO. It looked like it crashed into the ground. There's a bunch of caution tape around it. There were a bunch of gates around it and uh, signs that said Roswell, New Mexico. So apparently there's going to be a Roswell, New Mexico TV show now. I'm wondering if this is a continuation of the TV show Roswell, and they're just giving it a new name. I'm curious if it's going to contain any of the same actors, which is interesting because recently I saw the movie Coherence, which I believe I talked about on a different podcast. If you get a chance, check out Coherence. In that is a guy who claims that he was in Roswell. And now that I think about it, yeah, it's just an older version of him. Uh, so I'm, so I'm, I'm thinking back in my brain to that poster that I saw, and if he was on that poster, he might have been. It, it was in silhouette, he and some other gal. And uh, so it's just great that this kind of uh, awareness is is coming back, especially since I recently saw that documentary, The Man Cursed with Seeing UFOs. If you get a chance, check out that documentary, The Man Cursed with seeing UFOs. It's amazing to see his story and all of the different video footage that he's captured throughout time and the reactions of the documentarian to when he sees a UFO with the guy. 
It's so incredible, so intriguing. Uh, by the way, we had a, uh, an extraordinary time tonight at the Viper Room. Craig Robinson was there from the office, which is crazy because my mom, when she was in town, we were watching the office. We saw plenty of Craig Robinson on there. And I had been thinking about recently because he, he's come out to see us at the Viper Room and then he came out to see us at a charity uh, poker tournament where, Donnie, where I met Donnie most, which, by the way, I, I still have his card and I got to have him on the radio show and I got to get him on the podcast Wow. So, at this celebrity uh, poker tournament, that's where Craig Robinson showed up there. So I had been thinking about recently, especially since seeing him on The Office, thinking about, oh my gosh, I wonder when he's if he's going to show up to, uh, if he's going to show up to a yacht, another Yachtly Cruise show. And sure enough, he showed up tonight. I didn't see him. But uh, some of the other guys got a photo of him. You, you can check it out. If you have Instagram, go to Instagram. Check out Yacht, Yachtly, Y-A-C-H-T-L-E-Y underscore C-R-E-W. So just spell Yacht, L-E-Y, underscore crew. And uh, you should see, should see that photo. Apparently, there are a bunch of people associated with the uh, the president of Warner Brothers who are there tonight. Uh, it's it's intriguing. It's intriguing how this is just picking up steam. There are a bunch of people there tonight who recognize us from seeing us at a, a bunch of other shows. Oh, just just blows my mind. Blows my mind. Pure explosions. What do Gregorian chants, Indian, medieval, and 20th century minimalist music have in common? The drone, a part of musical history for thousands of years. It continues to entrance us today. Now, eight sound artists have transmuted their drones into an immersive cinematic experience. Join us for the Drone Cinema Film Festival on Saturday, January 19th at the Highways Performance Space in Santa Monica. A mesmerizing evening with cinematic tapestries woven from the drones of light and sound. For more, visit highwaysperformance.org. I can't remember if I mentioned this late earlier tonight or not. However, it's worth talking about, especially since Gonzo is here. You can hear his purring. Um, turns out that a bartender at Viper Room which I just found out tonight. I'm sure I talked about this. If I did, I'm still blown away that I just found out tonight while we were over at that Riley's place, which I didn't get on audio. Someone said, did you tell Kurt? They said this to Christian. They go, did you tell Kurt? So I probably told him a hundred times. I'm like, well, tell me anyway. You know, whatever this thing is, tell me. So it turns out, when he used to live in Mammoth, making the snow, he's a snowmaker. He makes the snow up there. These big machines. He knows all the 
chemistry, the molecules, the subatomics, the quasars, you know, whatever is necessary in, in turning that air, that cold, crisp air into snow. He knows how to do it. He's your man. He's your guy. And uh, he says the ratio of men to women is like 15 to 1. Not many women up there. And it turns out when he, the, the, uh, we, uh, we, we, uh, came into, you know, the Viper Room, there's a woman behind the bar, turns out, so her name is, uh, Tamara, Tamara, turns out she knew Christian way back up in Mammoth when he lived up there. And here they reconnect again out here in Hollywood. Like, how crazy is that? It's amazing. And the term I keep hearing from people is, oh, it's a small world. Yes, and then what do you do with that information? Yes, and it's a magical, cosmic, conscious world that's speaking to us. So what do we do with that information? You know, I realize that I cannot get bothered with those who don't view such a magnificent synchronistic uh, moment. I can't get I cannot get angry at people who don't appreciate it to the same level and degree that I am that I do. It'd be it'd be uh, akin to see I don't even want to hear myself say this. Because I can already come up with something. Well, okay. It's akin to I always say someone being bothered with me for not appreciating I don't know, let's say the Cardinals the Bears, or the Cubs, Cubbies, White Sox. It'd be similar to that. You know, someone's like, what? Are you kidding me? You don't know the stats? You don't know the RBIs? You don't know the all this stuff? You don't know all the stats of these people? What are you, nuts? They've played baseball for all these years, and they got baseball cards, and they're on TV, and people talk about them. And what? How do you not know that? Well, it just doesn't reverberate with me. It's something that, you know, that's just not my path. It's just not what I'm doing right now. It's a different thing. It's just a different thing. I got something different happening that excites me. It's a truth that I'm following. So I realized that I cannot get bothered with people for not recognizing those things. I think this this is, I'm going to go into the reason why might be, you know, I'm going to analyze the reason why I might be bothered by it, because I hold such an importance to it. I think it's the purest form of cosmic language that we can get. I'm sure there are even more pure versions. I've not found it. I've not found the end of the line by any means. I would say this is this is definitely a an inroad into getting to know, which to me is the most important aspect of anything in the world 
you know, the big question is, what's the meaning of life? What are we doing here? Uh, my concerns are finding more and more connections with the universe, more and more connections with how, how it works, how I can speak in its language. What is its language? How can I speak in that language? And then coming across others who, who attempt to do the same thing so we can kind of geek out on it. It's no fun geeking out on your favorite anime or, uh, you know, I don't know, Legos or what have you if you're not also talking to someone who can reflect that back to you and, and, and play along with you. You want someone who, who can throw the ball back to you, like Monty Python. You want them to throw the ball back to you, not just it hits them in the chest and, and just sits there. You want to be able to talk shop. You want to geek out. There's something so extraordinary about that so uh my geek out is the magic of the universe well all those things all of it all of it that is the truest thing to me truer than anything i could ever be a part of it's a feeling if feelings are true that means these circumstances are true because the circumstances ring in with the feelings. If they if they cause an interaction with that feeling, there's life to it. That's what's interesting. There's life to it. If it could cause such a reaction, there must be life to it. There's life to it. There's electricity to it. Electricity. How can we write off electricity as a non- material being it's the being that's everywhere you know imagine that if we had a scope like an infrared scope where we could see like the uh, the guy in the documentary the man who's cursed with seeing UFOs he has a special telescope where he can look up there and, is, and he, he can see special things in the sky that you can't with regular telescopes so you can see that stuff Imagine if we had one of those things that showed us the electricity, where the electricity is. What is electricity? Energy. What is energy? Life. Why aren't we learning more about, like, isn't that a great thing? Wouldn't that be a great thing? Learn more about how we can connect with that? There's a lot more of uh, invisibility of things that we can't see than there is stuff that we can see. So... That's kind of the most important thing to me is learning how to have a relationship with that stuff that I cannot see. So anyway, now we all know where I come from and why I might be a little... <laughs> bothered by... You know, it's more than just hoping that someone appreciates my same team or uh, appreciates my same favorite film director or appreciates my same favorite books it's that and the deepest deeper that anybody could really reach which is the purest communication of the universe the all that is the all that is which contains all of those things that have ever been invented or ever will be invented the universe the all that is the very thing that creates the feelings that we feel it's the generator of these things. It's the, it's making things move. Why am I not, you know, 
am I not looking to enrich that deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper? Well, that's the goal. To be able to integrate it on the deepest level that it becomes a collaborator. I guess that's that's one of the other things too is like do how how far off of a true collaborator do I feel the universe to be the all that is the higher mind the oversoul and oversouls the source the source the stream the stream of consciousness infinite possibilities and infinite dimensions etc etc be its collaborator. Why? Well, I want to move things with my mind. I want to levitate. I want to do things that seemingly we can only do in dreams, yet I want to do it in this life that I'm living here right now. Why? Well, there is that smart-ass aspect of me who just wants to show to the non-believers and the cynics and the just the negative, just the default mode of no, 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 no. Those mindsets. There's that. There's that. That shallow kind of like smart ass aspect of wanting to do that. There's also the aspect of wanting to know for sure, just like in a lucid dream. And you go, yeah, this is. I sense this is happening. I know I'm in a dream right now. That kind of feeling, that kind of vibe that comes with that in this realness that you have in your actual life. I want to, like, I'm looking at this uh, Norwegian Santa statue right now. That'd be fun to see him levitate. To have such a connection with the universe where I could put in a program into the zeros and ones and go boop, 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 boop. Levitate Santa. Move him from there to the couch. And what's, you know, what's interesting is I look at Santa and he's not moving right now and I wonder what is the, what, what is what are, the, what are those ingredients that enable him to move from there to there? What is the exact power that I need to speak to or collaborate with? Because I know in a parallel universe, he's floating. That's, that's, the, that's the crazy thing. In all the world, worlds of infinite possibilities, there is that, there's that uh, version of me who can, move, who can move things, levitate things with his mind and crystals just like the just like the Mayans did, just like the Egyptians did when they were moving their moving their uh, big blocks, moving them into the pyramids. If you get a chance, check out the way you can hear it. Go to mixcloud.com/inspiratoprojecto. That's where I upload all my K Chung episodes because a lot of times I'll put um, copyrighted music on there, and I don't want to chance it on the podcast where. You know the whole thing. You know what the heck? It wouldn't. It wouldn't hurt, right? Why? Why? Why don't I try it? I don't know. Is there something in me, perhaps, that that uh, doesn't want to get flagged as uh, as you know? If well, yeah, it's whatever I'm imagining it to be, right? So back to the to the levitating Santa Claus and uh, having that kind of relationship, that kind of cosmic interaction and language with the all that is the same all that is that powers our our cats our animals powers the plants 
that moves the air around in the way that it does, that inspires trees and plants and grass to give us oxygen. The very thing that inspires us to exhale CO2 to give to the plants, to give to the planet. How interesting is that? How interesting is that? It's still fun. It's funny to me that what comes along with these greater inventions of these these uh, uh, tools that enable us to see and hear and be aware of other frequencies, vibrations. We talked about one of them, the uh, infrared. Infrared, thermal, microwave, radio, ultraviolet, all these are different waves. So if we can find ways to talk through those, certainly we can find ways to tune into all the other waves to do stuff. Imagine if you had walkie-talkies that used ultraviolet rays to, to, uh, to communicate. How cool would that be? Wow. So I'm just thinking in this parallel version, in this parallel universe, that, that Santa is levitating. And I figured out a way, my, my other parallel self has spent years, you know, maybe studying Nikolai Tesla, studying mathematics, studying programming codes. That's the thing. You know, imagine if you get a philosopher together with someone who knows how to program, how to code. Now, what if that coder, what if that philosopher is also a chemist? Say so you get a chemist in the mix as well. Quantum physicist. You get all these kind of guys, like a Ronald Mallet, Malay. Ooh, I ought to interview him. He's building a time machine. We ought to build a GoFundMe page for him. I wrote him one time. Why the heck, you know what? Let's find that email. Let's find that email where I wrote Ronald Malay. I don't know which. Let's see if I still got that. Oh my god, that Ronald Malay. Okay. All right, here we go. Did you know that Google does not, Gmail does not have free, I mean, yes, it has free emails, but then at some point, it will charge you or it will cut off your Try to find Ronald Malay. Ah, oh, here we go.
Okay, Ronamale. Alright, let's see. Ah, uh, here we go. Ronald. Ronald. Ever since I've learned about your quest to fully investigate time travel and have watched your videos through the past couple of years, I've been waiting for the day when I get the big bucks so I can help fund your efforts and find these amazing answers. I recently saw this in the news and felt compelled to send this info on to you. His name is Jason Paget, and he sees mathematical formulas everywhere. Ever since he was recently mugged and beaten, it is his superhero power. I'm imagining that if you were to meet and he were to see the great work you are doing, he might be able to aid in solving some equations you've been wondering about. I am still searching for his email address, but at least now you know if someone told you about him first already uh, but at least now you know he exists and the possibility is exists that he holds the key to unlocking some of your questions take care Kirkland Dunnan uh, Here we go. Hello, Kurt. Currently, researchers at the University of Connecticut and other institutions are working with me to develop experiments and acquire the funding that is necessary to verify my theoretical results on the gravitational effects of circulating light beams, which is the basis for my time travel research. Realistically, the startup funding for the work is on the order of a quarter of a million dollars. This is not a large amount for scientific experiments. However, this threshold amount has not yet been achieved. The project is divided into two phases. The first phase involves experimentally demonstrating that a circulating light beam such as that produced by a ring laser would lead to a vortex of space that is known as a gravitational frame dragging. This is a crucial phrase that needs to be established. This in itself is a new physical prediction that was the result of my theoretical work based on Einstein's general theory of relativity. Initial funding would go into this first phase. If the predicted gravitational frame dragging by light is seen, then we would go on to the second phase, which would be to experimentally show that this vortex of space leads to a twisting of time, which would lead to time travel. It is not possible at this point to estimate cost of the second stage. If you would like to learn more about my work, you might be interested in my book, Time Traveler, a scientist's personal mission to make time travel a reality, which is available in paperback on Amazon.com. After you, you've had the opportunity to read the book, I'd be happy to answer any questions that you have. Best wishes, Ronald Mallett, University of Connecticut.
So if any of you live out there in Connecticut and you go to the University of Connecticut, you can actually meet Ronald Mallett. Maybe he will show you this time machine that he's been building. Uh, it's just really cool. Just very, very cool. sending an email to myself to uh, interview this guy so you all can hear him talk about this okay take care and uh, more later by the way Saturday the 5th right now as I'm saying this message Saturday the 5th uh, Viper Room was awesome tonight we're playing in Dana Point it's still water. We love it. Still water spirits and sounds. Make it out there if you can. Out in Dana Point, people are going to be awesome and extraordinary. I can guarantee you that. So I will most likely, uh, I'm going to hop into the Uber for this next, uh, for tonight. So check out that episode. That'll be uh, that'll be that'll be rocking and rolling. I can't wait to see what kind of interesting conversations we get into with this Uber driver. And you can guarantee I will be asking more questions concerning synchronicities, UFOs, out of body experiences, and the such. So that's what I'm going to pull out of the minds of these of these uh, of these Uber drivers from now on. You can count on that.